This interview with Doug, getting to know Doug, it was hilarious and fun for me. And as you heard on the first episode of The Spot, there's a little bit of a bromance going on here. So some of these answers are hilarious. I love seeing kind of the inside of Doug's brain. And I hope that you enjoy getting to know Doug Davidoff a little bit better. And you'll definitely see why when we were collecting people for hosts to be on the spot that Doug was definitely one of those folks. So without further ado, let's get into it. Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot inbound and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas and tools that you need to maximize your success make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. You just recorded the first episode of the new HubSpot podcast, The Spot. What are your initial thoughts? I'm excited. I got, uh, we got a lot of really good, um, thoughtful people on there. There's a lot of energy, um, very, very different perspectives. You know, in, in some ways, I don't think you could have gotten four people that were more aligned and more different. Um, if, if you had tried, Oh yeah, I guess you tried. Yeah, actually, you know, for a first episode, man, you know, usually there's a little bit of, uh, everyone getting comfortable and, 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 and a feel. So um, it's almost scary to think about what we're going to be like, you know, 20, sep- 20 episodes in when we've got our, uh, when we've got our sea legs. Um, what makes Doug super happy? Oh, Doug is never super happy. What makes Doug super happy? Wow. Um, I didn't know that, that I was going to have, I didn't know that I needed a couch for this session. You know, what, what makes Doug super happy is, I'm going to answer the question from a business perspective. When I see someone using, I, I, I remember I was talking with somebody at a client and I was sharing um, a concept we call the three-cell mindset. I was at their sales kickoff. I was doing one section of it, but then my, my key contact got up and he started talking about the three-cell mindset. And it was like my son had just graduated with honors and won a Nobel Prize and won. It was like Oh my God. Like it, you know, so, so when I see people using what something that I contributed to that, 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 I think that's the thing that makes me the happiest. What gets your blood boiling, uh, in a heartbeat? I mean, it's like hashtag triggered entitlement. So, so actually what, what makes me the happiest is, is, um, gratitude and you know, when I feel appreciated, you know, it's funny, don't tell my clients this, but if you appreciate, if you show appreciation, we'll do 10 X for, for 10x less, we'll do 10x more for 10x less. Um, and if you act entitled, then uh, heck, you can't um, you can't even pay me. And and where that really shows itself is my, my my favorite quote of all time is a Joe Lewis quote. He said, "Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die." And and it's like, hey, you know what? If if we want to do it, let's step up and do it. And and what gets my blood boiling is when when we don't walk our talk. And, and I'm sure I, I'm I'm not saying that I'm I am innocent. And and I you know, I believe I should be called on it. I, I even referenced it in the first episode. The one thing I'm jealous of, of the academic environment is they pursue peer review. They pursue differing opinions. They pursue challenge. And, you know, the greatest sign of confidence 
is, is the willingness to engage in the, in the possibility and even probability that what you're thinking is wrong. And so when you're not, when you're not in that place, when, 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 when you're saying you want X, but you're behaving um, in a way different than that, that that's, that's hashtag blood boils. What do you as an individual hope to deliver to the audience of the spot? Counterintuitive, obvious observations. I think that's actually what my, um, I think that's actually my superpower. I see things, people, I mean, I argue with myself. So, you know, what you're going to see and what you saw on the show is, um, I, you know, I do the same thing to myself all the time. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I, I always say that, you know, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is we're looking for truths. I have my variation of it. Um, and actually, the most common thing I get when I first roll out with a, with, with a customer is like, yeah, you know, that reminds me of, and it's almost always my best sales call or my best marketing campaign or my, my best whatever. And I always go, yeah, that, that's all I've done. I, I haven't actually invented anything. I just purposefully obsessed about if we take all of our best iterations of whatever and we put them all together, what do they have in common? And, and what you find is those, they're, they're, there's a degree of counterintuitiveness and once it gets pointed out, it's, you know, it's pretty obvious. I call it obvious after the fact. I, th I think those are really power moments. And, and, you know, that's what I strive to do on a, on a daily basis. And I think that's what I'll bring to the show. What do you hope to get out of being on the spot, being a host of the show? I'm taking notes, man. I took notes on, 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 on the show. I, I love being around thoughtful people who are serious. So I'm, I'm hoping to be challenged every bit as much as I challenge. I'm hoping that, that the audience engages and, 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 and calls out on calls out on things. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, it's said that the teacher is the learner and, and, and I know it's true. Every time I'm doing a, a session, it, you know, it's funny, people will see me pause all the time as I look up into the sky. I'm in the middle of making a statement of something I've said like 76 times, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's why this, and I'm like kind of mentally taking notes as, you know, I always say I, I learned the most, you know, when I run a workshop, I'm the one that comes out having learned the most. And, and I think being with that group of people, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's a way to get people who probably don't know who we are you know, to, I mean, so though, you know, obviously that's there, but I, I think I'm going to learn more than anybody else on the show. Give me your thoughts on personal education. There's a, there's a phrase that says you grow or die. I, I think to some degree that's be, I think growth is a byproduct. I think it's learn or die. If you're not learning, you're dying. I'm a big fan, a guy that I, you know, who's a coach of mine for years, Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach. He talks about always make your future bigger than your past. And that's harder to do as you get older and older. The, the key though is when you stop learning, that's when your past becomes bigger than your future. And yeah, I, I, I talked to my kids about this when they were, when they were little, they're like, Hey, school's off. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, we used to get around, you know, at the dinner table and it's what'd you learn today? Um, we have a ritual at our, um, you know, in our monthly reviews, everybody, you know, what's the biggest lesson that I learned the last year. So I think that, that personal education, I mean, it's not even table stakes. Um, I think there's formal and informal. I think what's going to be great about the show is it's a group of people sitting around the table, sitting around the water cooler, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use, having a conversation. I know, like, I think you should be reading. I think you should be listening. I think you should be, but I know that I learned the most. I'd be at a Starbucks and I'd hear these two people having a conversation um, and I'd be mentally taking notes and then, I'd, you know, you know, that, that, that's what I learned what working capital was. I actually learned what working capital, because I ever heard someone at like a Starbucks or something and they were talking about working capital. And I'm like, 
working capital. I mean, I had a business degree, right? So you'd think I would know what that was. But, you know, listening to that and putting those pieces together, you know, the day I stopped doing it. Actually, here's how I know I had a good year. If I look at the stuff that I was doing two years ago, and I say to myself, I can't believe anybody bought that. I can't believe people thought that was good. Like when that happens, I had a good, I had a good year. When I look at stuff that I did two years ago, and I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, we're yeah, okay, pretty, pretty much. I didn't have a good year. And, and by the way, when I say that, I find that I, I wasn't as happy that year. The business didn't do as well that year. So yeah, I, I think learning is the raw material for all of the byproducts. So I, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting that you asked that question because I can't imagine it not being consistent. You know, one of our values is rookie mindset. You know, every day someone's trying to take my spot. I might not have the most talent, but I cannot learn you. Um, and the day I stop learning, there's somebody else that's going to learn faster. Um, and, and so I, I live paranoid every day that somebody's learning faster than me. And, and yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think like it's breathing, nutrition, shelter, learning. It's probably somewhere in that order. Doug, when did you first realize that you yourself were an educator? You know, it's funny that you say that because I don't know that I have learned that. I think I'm a learner. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I was going to have a quippy response that, that I was, you know, when I was 12. Because I remember, you know, you know, my parents used to run, they, 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 they taught a course for a certification in the industry that they were in. And they would have a review group that would come over. And, and I would, like, give advice or make observations. And I remember when, you know, they ran a cruise show, I, I took over the booth and, you know, for, for, for one of the, the, the companies and, and, and different things like that. So, I mean, to some degree, I've always been teaching, but, but I don't. I mean, I'm passionate about what I want to do, so I want people to know. But I, but I, again, I'm motivated so much more by by the learning element of it. And, and, you know, how do you know if how am I interested in a person or not interested in a person? If I have interactions with somebody and I feel like there's there's learning, I want to spend as much time with you as I can. And if I feel like I'm not learning anything, you could be the most interesting person in the world. Well, you're obviously you're not going to be, but you know. So so it, it's funny that you say that, um, George, because I don't know that I feel a whole super comfortable. Man, I got too much. Earl Weaver wrote the book. It's what you learn after you know everything that counts. I, I like, I, I got too much to learn to think of myself as being an educator. So I, I don't know if that was, so yeah, I don't, I, I guess I may, I, so I guess the answer is today because you just told me I'm an educator. What color best describes your personality and why? Red and um, navy blue because it's intense, fire and calm at the same time. Um, I'm extraordinarily intense. People misread my intensity for, for other emotions or thoughts, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of either all in or all out. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have very many in-between gears. I, find, I, I go into conversations all the time. I'm like, I want to have a nice, casual, even keel voice. And before I know it, I'm, arms are moving around. I'm it's like there's some chemical that just causes me to, to doesn't matter how much I, I, I think about it. But, but at the same time, and I don't think this was true years ago, at the same time, there's so much variance that goes on. And I think, and I've learned that we all get lost in that variance, big ups and downs, ups and downs. And, and what I realized is that we're actually, the, the courses that we're taking are far more stable than, than the daily realization. And so, um, it's funny, my team knows this. Like I, I will react bigger to small things than to big things. Like if there's a big crisis, it's like, okay, everybody, let's get it taken care of. Let's start thinking, you know, there's small things 
uh, I forgot. Like that drives me crazy. What can I do? And you know what it is? It's there's no learning, right? I forgot. Okay, well, don't forget next time. So there's kind of this even keel stability. Some people call it aloofness matched with um, an intensity and and, and fire. So I, I have to choose two colors. City or country? I'm a city. I'm a city person. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, intensity, chaos. Uh, you know, I love chaos, craziness. Um, but then there's a park somewhere that, that that you can go and you can stay there. You know, there, there's a cave in the city. There's always a cave in the city. So I need my cave. Like, make no mistake about it. I need my I need my cave. But I like my cave being in the middle of of, of chaos. You put my cave in in calm. I I think that it, it would be unhealthy for everyone um, within a hundred miles. Speed round. You can't think about this. That wasn't the speed round? That wasn't Shit. the speed round. <laughs> Skittles or M&M's? Reese's Pieces. That's not one of the options. See, I don't follow rules, George. <laughs> read, a book, read a book or listen. Read a book. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Swimming or biking? Biking. Cable or streaming? Streaming. Gummy worms or gummy bears? Oh, gummy worm. It lasts longer. You know, gummy worm is like, what's a gummy? Like, you throw, I mean, gummy bear, you throw, I mean, you got to have like, like, do you ever eat one gummy bear? No, you can't eat one gummy bear. There's no, there's no point, but you could eat one gummy worm. You could, you know, yeah, gummy, there's so much more depth to a gummy worm. There's so much more depth to a gummy worm. And here's the thing, the depth of Doug Davidoff, it's amazing. The fact that he didn't consider himself an educator and I know personally the things that I've been educated on by just sitting at the same table listening to the things that he has to say as you can tell Doug thinks differently and I love that I love that he's also not afraid to fight or talk through himself at himself to really understand what he thinks moving forward and he has those aha epiphany moments do you have those moments do you think differently well It's going to be amazing to be able to be part of the spot and have Doug be his non-educator, educator self, battling with himself, battling with us, calling a turd a turd, if you will, really speaking his mind in the way that he does. Again, I'm super excited that Doug is part of the show. Now, in the next little interview we do, you get to know Max Cohen, who is our HubSpot insider just a little bit more. So keep listening and let's learn a little bit more about Max.